everybody, welcome, welcome to a new episode here in space. Chris Connor, but I got, I got the gang here, man. Um, I got uh, <laughs> I, I'm not even, gonna, I'm not even gonna call it what it is. I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let Lito, I'm gonna let Lito. Introduce it. So what, what, what are we apparently? Man, we the prominent click. We the oh. prominent click. All right, man. So. PM. <laughs> I got my dog Chaz. I got my dog Five here. Stone Cold Reed Austin, man. Uh, we about to dive into uh, a little bit of the Pel- well, a lot of bit of the Pelicans, man. Talking about uh, some of our some of the most anticipated seasons uh, in recent memory, or I mean, since the inception of this team being in uh, being in the city, and how does that compare to what we're looking at now? How does that compare into the the anticipation and the excitement is leading up today? So. Uh, first off, five. How you doing, brother? Nope. Hello. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, how you doing, brother? Oh, shit. I didn't know you said me. My bad, man. Uh, nah, man. Uh, I think the season is is highly anticipated. I always always think back to the the year we swept the the Blazers, right? And yep. you know, yeah, Boogie got hurt. But, you know, we just swept a team and like the momentum was still positive yet, even though that that boogie got hurt. And I went into that that arena and I was like, the crowd going to be, you know, it's game one of the season. The crowd going to be with us tonight. It was like 50 percent field. And I thought to myself, I'm like, damn. You know, we just we swept a team in a play. We got to the second round. And this is the reaction that we got from the city. You know, part of that could be like, you know, branding, marketing part purposes. Yeah. That could be a, a multitude of different things. But still, but still, first game of the season is like when you go watch your cousin, your nephew, your, your, you know, your brother, your sister, whoever it may be, and they play a sporting event, and it's the first game of the season, everybody named mama out there. And this season, I feel like everybody named mama going to be waiting on this season, waiting to see Zion, waiting to see the team react. I, I think this is probably one of the at least top two most important opening seasons for the Pelicans in, in recent memory. So here here are the years off the top of my head that come up when I think about, at least from my perspective, um, and maybe and maybe some from from what I can remember how the fan base was. I mean, of course you gotta you gotta mention the year uh, after the you know one game short of the Western Conference Finals, that the following year, right with uh, the New Jerseys and James Posey, right, <laughs> a lot of people picked picked that team or were predicted predicted that that team would represent the Western Conference, um, you know, in, in the finals, and of course it didn't happen. But that's one team I look at that the uh, the first full year we were supposed to get of Boogie and AD. There was a lot of anticipation on that. There was a lot of excitement, you know, revolving around that team. Even if it had some holes, it still needed to be filled. Um, and then you got the, you know, Zion's first year, right? You know, we, we had a lot of conversations about him and what that team could look like and, you know, the trade package and, Zion, you know, Lonzo and B.I. and, um, you know, Josh Hart and company and what what they drew, right? Um, but those, those are the teams that, that – or those are the years that pop out the most for me um Lito, first off, how you doing, brother? Uh, but after after that, I mean, are there any other years that I missed? And for you, what do you think is number one, you know, in your mind? Is it is it this year or is it one of those years that I've that I just mentioned before? Um, first of all, I'm good. Appreciate you asking. Um 
to answer a question about <laughs> about the years, the the you said the the one game away from the Western Conference. You said that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that was uh, the uh, Janeiro Pargo game. Yeah, yeah. So for me, for me, that's. I mean, I don't really know how you could top that one. Personally, for me, I mean, because if you think about it, like, I mean, that team felt like they could do something. That team felt like they, you know, they might have, if they could have snuck past them, you know, who knows what happened. Um, I would say this team for me is probably, probably maybe two, just because I felt like that that team that uh, swept the Blazers, I mean, after that, what the hell it was going to go? You know what I'm saying? Like, we, I was in the arena when Steph made that shot over AD and like that shit that's that shit uh is very painful it, it hurt it hurt um this team though i'll tell you this my excitement for this team is very high because for one it feels like this team is up it feels like as a franchise as the players on the, on the team have they've embraced the city um probably for the first time since i don't know chris has been there since since left um, these guys feel a part of us. They feel a, a oneness with the city, and it's, it kind of feels like the city is is also like, yo, these are our guys also. Um, plus, they fun, man. They fun. They like each other. You know what I'm saying? They like being around each other. So my anticipation for this team is very high. Okay, so, um, you know, Chaz, I'll, I'll move to you. Same thing. How you going? Um, where do you see um, or – where does where does the, the anticipation that you know you, you dropped a lot of videos about the things that a lot of the elements that are, that are going into this year and how teams are you know how people are foreseeing it if people are too high if people are too low um when you look at this year versus some of those other years or any any previous year you could think of where do you think this season ranks right now um when you say that you mean from a, a fan a fan anticipation standpoint yeah i mean i i mean just just in regards to you know you anticipating to see what this team can do maybe oh, not you know, as, you know as much as uh you know uh where you think they will end but you know like when boogie when boogie and ad arrived i didn't know what was going to happen but you know that was that was part of the fun right we hadn't really seen enough of it and it was it was a situation where it was like all right I don't know how good this team can be, but I know they're different. And I know that, that there's nobody else that has anything similar to really, you know, to really compare with it. They're flawed, but it should look fun. Rondo, you know, you know, was on that team. So it just it just was interesting, right? right. Um so yeah, from that perspective. Um I'm I'm anticipating it from a, a coverage standpoint, but I think as far as my expectations of the team. This offseason been so strange and stagnant that that kind of kind of lowered my expectations a little bit just because I feel like there's several around the edge moves that need to be that need to happen um, to kind of make me feel more comfortable with the team moving forward. But because starting off the season is Zion going to be on the minutes restriction? Is Vi going to be on the minutes restriction? Like what's what's going to happen going into the season? You know what I mean? So that kind of makes me a little. Like, yeah, I don't know. Um, I would probably put this season by third behind the the second AD and Boogie year and the James Posey year because we were so close with CP. And then you think you add James Posey. Yeah, we, we was tripping. 
And then with AD and Boogie, you like, oh, full season, this is about to be crazy. And they didn't necessarily have the injury concerns that this uh roster has moving forward. I do think though the fans, like five alluded to earlier, the fans gotta show up early this time, yo. Like, don't wait until football season over and now you know you treating the pals like a mistress. Come, you know, try to try to show up early in the game. So they can feel the energy in the building. Maybe they'll start off a little faster. You know, you got to give the team this. You got to give the fans. They got to earn the same benefit that the team has to earn. Like you got to show up early. You know, be consistent. Like you want the team to be. So I was going to ask this question of five, and I will. I, I mean, I, we can talk about it when he when he returns. Uh, but you know, how much to that point? Because I think that is a valid point. Um, how do you do you anticipate the momentum of last year and you know what we did with with spaces and you know what rail and sean did with you know pels 12 and all the different all the different voices the new voices lito five chas yourself and just the people that we got a chance to see we watched jake blow up we watched us you know some of the media members really really be a bigger part of just connecting with fans we saw chalk talk we saw a you know you know we saw ad kind of, you know, do his best to be, you know, an ambassador when things were the ugliest. Um, how much do you think um, that that momentum and how just the connection it felt like the team was trying to have with the people and how the players seem to connect with the, you know, with the people, do you think that will help or, or, or how much of a benefit um, or an adjustment might that help make when we're talking about the start to, attendance and how we look at this team from game one Bob, i catch the first part of that my bad um so reiterate your question before i say no 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 you you go so basically you know i asked the momentum that that we all built right that the community built from all from from every every person that stepped in and contributed and kind of and kind of uh you know, I guess electrified the fan base and what we saw, you know, with some of the playoff games and just, uh, you know, the way, you know, the media, the media teams, you know, around the around the region kind of stepped up in a lot of different ways and tried to connect more with the people. The things that were done, I mean, how how much do you think that that will help kind of, you know, in some of the things of the past and what you saw, like you mentioned, you know, the stadium game one, 50 percent full after such a year. I mean, do you think that uh what what happened at the end of last year and going to coming into this offseason is going to make a big difference uh, it's a little bit of both right i think sometimes we you know nba is all it's a players league right like they control everything so if you have a star on your team you know yeah they're going to bring some kind of you know fan base or some kind of staple but also we've seen that where we've had a you know top at one point, I said top three player in the league at one point. That's how I felt about Anthony Davis at the time. And that still didn't really make a difference. Like, they still didn't give us a solidified, you know, superstar in the league and give us a fan base. I think both sides have saw, like, all right, you can have a superstar, but also you still need to grow a fan base through your people, through, the, through your fans, uh, understand who those people are. And if you do that, then they will come. Like if you build it, they will come. And it's not all on Zion, all on Brandon. It's really on the the whole organization as a whole. If you don't represent the city, they're not gonna, you know, reciprocate that energy. I don't think this region is, you know, 
has a uh, an a amount of wealth to just be you know showing up to NBA games. It's not that kind of city, but they will because it, it's a reflection of them. But if the product doesn't reflect them, then they won't show up. They don't have that kind of kind of energy towards it. I think one thing that the Saints do a really good job of is the attitude of the team reflects the city. So if you do that, then it, it can mesh really well. So just piggyback off of what you're doing on the other side, and and you'll you'll have that. You'll bridge that gap. So speaking speaking of uh, representation here, uh, if you need legal representation, highlight the people of Birdsaw Law, the official attorneys of Buku Media. If you're seeking compensation for injuries, give them a call 504-523-5413. Uh, Lito, uh, <laughs> the smile there. Lito, uh, <laughs> man, um, Piggy, Piggybacking, you know, I, I I gotta get that out of my vocabulary. I hate having to say that, but it's it's such a it's such a phrase so often. Um, yo, man, I mean, based off of a lot of things that Five was saying, I mean, you know, how yeah. how much do you do you think uh, a lot of things that were built at the end of last year and you know the momentum of that just from a crowd interaction standpoint and um, you know, I mean, the city just seemed to be a little bit different towards you know how they were feeling about Pelicans basketball, but yeah. I mean. Five talked about it. Chaz talked about it. Like we know how this goes. Even with that, when the season starts, there 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 are Saints games being played, right? So yeah. a lot of attention is going towards there. How much do you think last year? Do you do you think it will it will help that? Do you think that you'll see more people engage early and often? And you know, if so, is it about Zion? Is it about is it about Bi? Is it about what what the city thinks the team can do? Is it about what we did? Um, do you think it'll happen? No doubt. I think I think first of all, what Five said was like very poignant. The 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 thing is, like, you have to build up goodwill within the city. The organization has to build that will up. If you look at where the Pelicans were at one point with the you know, Twitter react, there was a video, they released some jerseys, and it was like very bland, very vanilla. It had no spice. And then where they move towards the end of the season. I mean, you got DJ Jubilee in the building. You got DJ Jess in the building. You got, you know, skills. And you have, like, actual DJs on different levels. It was a different – it was a different look. It's something I've never seen the Pelicans do before. And I think that the city feels that, like Five said about the Saints. See, the Saints have – look at where the Saints started from and look at where they are now, Right. You build up enough momentum. You build up that goodwill. You the people feel like you you're one of us. It's a oneness now that I think it's it's starting to take a turn. You know, I'm seeing people like seeing more Brandon Ingram jerseys, more Zion jerseys. I'm seeing like just just you know people in the city just talking about going to different games and looking at you know trying to figure out what's on the schedule next season. So I do think I do think it'll convert over. Um, now. Like Fab also said, it is on both parties. It is on the city and it is on the organization to put a product out there. So if the product is, you know, if the product is is what we saw last, I, I think they'll have no problem with that. K Morgan makes a makes a good point. You know, I think even with some of these some of these teams, when you think about the the anticipation, man, a good majority of all the teams I just named, they got off to if it wasn't a slow start, they got off to a I guess a start that didn't match or wasn't close to their expectations. I think I think the team with, you know, the James Posey team that we're talking about, the team after after the uh, 
the uh, semi the semifinals run. I think that they were, you know, they were good, right? They started off, you know, the year, but they weren't, you know, it got to a point to each where you were like, uh, they're not, they're not, they're not going to be great, right? Um, but outside of that, a good majority of, you know, of those teams after after good years, you know, you've gotten some really bad starts to where they've been kind of battling from behind pretty much from, you know, from, uh, I guess, October on. So, um, Chaz, how much do you think a good start? While Lito, well, pointing to what Lito was saying, how much do you think a good start will help with that? You know, if they get off to a 5-0 and start, or they get off a 4-1 and or they're 10-2, um, you know, whatever, whatever the start is, how much, how important do you think that is to keeping that momentum going, keeping that consistency going, and not just it being about important games in an 82 game season, not just it being about playoffs or playing games or being on the second stretch of the, you know, of the uh, season. Shout out to Jessica for that well-used pause. <laughs> um, man, I that was a well-used expert. I'm a click member here. Sorry. Uh, yeah. but, Chaz, um, I, I think that's fair. I think K Morgan makes a good point, but I also say that shit got to start at zero zero, bro. Yeah, like it got to start at zero zero because you can't wait till the team is ten and zero and say, you know what? I think I'll support them now because that makes you that's 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 akin to beefcake riding. You don't want to do that. Just you got to be down. You got to be down for the cause when it, whether they zero and ten, one and nine. Three and sixteen. You gotta zero zero is where it gotta start, because if you put in, if you put in, let's say they started on four, right? They start on four. You like fuck it. I'm giving all my season tickets away. This just shit ain't nothing. Then they go thirty and six. The next uh thirty six games. Now you ain't got no tickets no more. Like you get all your tickets away. Just just be that when it's zero zero and play it out and uh, see what happens. Um, Logan, shout out to you, bro. I, that's a good question. Pretty much for everybody. Like what's, what does success look like this season? Lito, uh, before, before you answer, I mean, I, I, I will say, uh, I feel like getting, getting out of the first round to me, I do think it's a, you know, it's a, um, a consistency, um, or some level of, uh, I guess pattern that we've seen most teams that build a level of, of winning and, sustain sustainability that normally goes at it's, it's, it's a step it's step by step so maybe it's making the playoffs one year getting you know getting the first round and then the next year maybe from first round to the western conference final the second round you know you know you kind of build every once in a while you'll see a team go from making it uh you know the first round and then going straight to the finals but i don't know if that's if that's a fair you know if that's fair expectations on this team or maybe maybe it is maybe maybe some believe the talent is that strong um, the chemistry, so on and so forth. Uh, Lito, what do you think a successful season, a successful Pelican season looks like? For me, it's definitely so, so. So the start for me is not being in a playing tournament. Like if, if we're if we're back in a playing tournament, that's that we we failed. You know what I'm saying? Especially coming off what we're talking about, the momentum we carried off into this season. Like, and I understand the whole you know getting out of the first round thing, but. To me, honestly, that's difficult to say because of the matchups. Like, you just don't know who's going to be where. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, you might get a bad drop. But success to me is not being in a playing tournament. If you're, if you're a strong, I don't know, you know, if you're a strong seed where you don't have to be in a playing tournament, I think that, I think that, you know, you win. Agreed. You know, I mean, I, I mean, and how about this? 
How about not sweat? I mean, part of that is like not sweating every single thing that happens, not sweating the fact that one person goes down and it's like, damn, I mean, you know, you know, you're struggling against teams. You should beating the teams you're supposed to beat, right? Beating the teams that you know you're more talented than. Those are things that we worried about, you know, consistently over time, wondering what team was going to show up and if this guy was coming back from injury or if this guy was going to miss multiple games. Um, just going through the same battles and things that pretty much every team goes through, but the good ones find a way to overcome and still win through. Uh, Chaz, what about you? Can I add something to that real quick? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I just wanted to say also, like, su success for me is, like, you know, Chaz, Chaz had a uh, – he had a uh, a video where he talked about, you know, uh, he talked about the, 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 the young guys and coming into this year and, like, you know what I'm saying, slumps – and and you know growing pains or whatnot. I think I think success is also about rounding the roster out and and, and letting the young guys continue to grow, continue to fill their roles. You know what I'm saying? Get better, like watching them get better in actual game time minutes. Like that's a level of success to me. Chaz, go ahead. The question was directed at at you originally. I think I think for me the success depends a lot on the circumstances, right? A fully healthy team against another fully healthy team. I think from from the jump, you can't be – you have to be a top 16. You can't be in the play-in, right? Unless there's a major injury that happens, you need to be avoiding the play-in at all costs, right? Um, once you get into the playoffs, because I think at this point, you need to be talking about playoffs and advancing in the playoffs, right? Um, once you get in the playoffs, depending on the circumstances, that's, that's how – uh define the success like if you face the clippers and you lose you know then whatever right you know what i'm saying the clippers are arguably the best team but if you face the clippers and Kawhi gets hurt and you lose now then i'm going to be disappointed so it, it really depends on how how things fall once you get into the playoffs but i think anything below a top 16 this season is a failure unless there's an injury so let's Let's continue to go along that line. And Logan, you had another question that I wanna that I do wanna um, get into at at some point. But uh, the success of the team, right, has gonna it has to do with the players, has to do with the coaches. I'm gonna give y'all a few different people, and I want y'all to tell me what a successful season individually for them looks like. You can pick whatever whatever you choose, whether it's a stat line, whether it's you know an all star appearance, uh, whether it's some some kind of award. Tell me. Um, Five for you. I'm gonna go with Brandon Ingram after the year he had last year. What what does a successful year look like for him? Uh, successful year for Brandon is All Star, All NBA. Like if he any any level of that. I mean All Star for sure. But if he gets All NBA, then that that lets me know that he is he's surpassing some people. You know, a lot of people keep saying he you're gonna put him against uh Jason Tatum or you put him against Jalen Brown and then it's Devin Booker then it's it's he's gonna start creeping up this ladder. He's all right, I'm gonna get he's gonna start getting the same kind of you know ESPN uh highlights, you know what I'm saying? Like he ain't hit a game winner this past year. It was number 10. It was number 10 on the top 10. I was like dang like he don't even get the get the love. It's like uh all right you you got that one. you hit a game winner like dang you know, if it was LeBron, it'd be number one. But I'm not comparing him to LeBron. But I'm just saying, like, ha he he has to get that level of of stardom, um, one for more people to to watch us. But I believe if, if he gets those accolades, then 
I, I know that he has arrived for sure. I think he, he'll be stamped at that point. Okay. Uh, Lito, let's go with – let's go with CJ. Let's go with CJ McCollum. What's a, what's a successful season look like for CJ McCollum? And, and, and does it have to be better than Desmond Bain? Oh my gosh, <laughs> man! Shout out, to, shout out to CJ, man. Uh, <laughs> um, I think for CJ, I think okay. So let me let me preface it by saying this: I feel like CJ is going to have probably the most wide open looks of his career if everything goes according to plan, health wise, right? You got you got two guys who take a lot of gravity. Uh, Zion, you know, being the one, <laughs> the one. Um, I think the thing for CJ, you know, and he said this for me. I, I think playoff wise, right? He got to redeem himself. So I think a successful season because you know, as, as Chad said, top six seed, right? You get back in the, <laughs> you get back in the playoffs. CJ, he 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 fulfills us. He's he's the veteran who gets us over. Right. So I think that's what it looks like. And it's wild to me, like it's wild to me that we kind of do bang on his playoff experience or his game experience, because like your playoff CJ is a thing. Like he, he's he's a thing, dog. He he he's he's a track record. He is solid in the playoff. He's been solid. He's been a focal point of, of an offense. You know, hey, you know, you know to, yeah. to piggyback of what you just said, think about think about the, the onus that he just took. He said, like, I have to do better. He yeah. could have said, yeah, we wouldn't have been in the playoffs without me. Yeah, you know he could have said that shit. He would have been, right. been right. He would have been right. But he got in the playoffs. Yeah, he snuck it up. But he was like, "Yeah, that's on me." Like, dang, like that. That takes some takes some balls to do. Like, I, I, yeah, I'm still rocking with him. And there's no way Desmond Bain is even in the category of season McCullum. But continue on, Lita. My bad. No, no, man, he right. I I feel like I feel like you gotta. I'm sorry, Chris. I mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say just, just to you know jump back into it. Like, yeah, man, I feel like I feel like, and I'm not trying to bang on whoever said what, but I think I think we kind of underestimate what CJ McCollum is. You know what I'm saying? It, I, go ahead. What is he? He a fuck he a, he a bucket, he an assassin, he a dude who used to having a ball in his hands. He creates off he get, put it like this: his offensive ability carries a lot more weight than the other guy he's being compared to. And I don't really think it's is is that in depth of a conversation when you're talking about a guy who scores points off like spot up shooting of of another superstar's gravity. Like, sure, CJ played with uh, Dame, but like CJ get his own buckets. Easy, easy. I was looking, I was looking at his stats the other day, man. I mean, a good majority of his buckets come off multiple dribbles, right? And you could and you could argue that you know that some of that is you know is is on him, and some of that is is is. Uh, Praise to a skill set, but I mean, man, like you know, when you can, we've I've seen so many people come through New Orleans that can't if they dribble the ball more than two times, you you know, you in hell. It's it's refreshing to watch somebody have an array of moves, know what to do with the basketball, even if they don't always do it, just have the ability to, you know, and hopefully some of the other things you know fall where they're supposed to as things go on and chemistry builds. Chaz, what does a successful look like for Willie Green? Huh. Oh God, this guy. Uh wait, 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 wait. Wait, I thought Willie I was Green. Gonna... Huh? Willie Green and Gallant Shooters. Oh shit. Uh nah, with Coach, I think Coach, and I, I don't put all the onus on him, but I, I think as he continues to develop in the in the grow, understanding 
late game situations, understanding rotations earlier. And I think sometimes it's good to second guess yourself. Like when your first thought is to put Tony Snell in the game, take take a second guess to say, wait, well, hold up, wait a minute. Let me, let me, am I, have I considered everything? Right. But I think coaches got to keep, keep ascending, keep doing him. They got, I think they got to keep putting him in position to succeed, but I would like to see him have a, um, a longer leash pause with young guys. Like I would like to see him kind of, you know, like give, give some of the young, younger guys an opportunity to prove themselves and or fail versus, you know, going to Garrett Temple. Like, you know, as far as JV, um, of course, I don't, I don't, you know, think his his stats are gonna look the same because he's gonna have less of a workload this year. Um, for him, I just, to me, a successful season would be to see him maybe in better shape, a little more mobile. You know what I'm saying? Um, if he comes back the exact same person he was, but just with less wear and tear on his body, just because he's playing less minutes. I would be happy because he, he's someone who I'm physically concerned about, like kind of breaking down. So if he's just the same guy with less workload and better shape, I would be happy with that for him. Um, I I do like the question. What what, what was it that who who comes off the bench first and why? Um, five. Go ahead. Ah. <laughs> uh. Uh, I'm see. ignoring this Desmond Bain, CJ. You're not moving it, though. Six I can't. <laughs> Hold nah, on, six. You know what? We will, we will, we will, we will ask. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. Five, go ahead. I'm trying to think. Like, who? That's, that's tough. Because, you know, Willie likes to do this thing where he'll sub in two. So you really don't know who the true six is. It's really like a six and a seven coming in at the same time. So, uh, hmm, that first break is probably going to be a, a Zion. I don't think he's playing like a, a full 12. Like he, they wouldn't give him that. Usually Brandon and Zion probably will get the, get the you know, the boot first. Zion first more than, than Brandon. So I think actually it'd probably be Trey Murphy if I, if I were to really think about it. Trey is probably going to be the six man, like, he can play multiple roles. You can go from two to four. So you let him balance that. Then you get more space for CJ Brandon, i.e. either together or not together to work. Um, and then he can just play off everything. So I think that that's probably a six minutes, Trey Murphy. Um, something tells me if Jackson Hayes is on the team, it will be Jackson Hayes. Uh, Lito, go ahead. Well, maybe it's him, the both of them together. Like maybe they... Man, no, 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 because because remember, remember, um, I'm trying to think. Well, what we saw a lot from from Zion when he was playing full minutes, it was he would start the first, he would he would exit out, and then he would he would control the second unit. Uh, I mean, at least that's what happened with Stan, right? He would run. I mean, that that's what's gonna be interesting. You know, how does Willie how does Willie use Zion? What parents does he like? And I do want to, you know, I want to kind of dig into that two man, three man parents that y'all like that y'all that y'all are interested. Uh, to see play together um, that are going to be important. But, but yeah, I mean, Lito, do you have anything to add in regards to who comes off the bench first? I mean, is it, I mean, everybody, you know, you know, we love, you know, we love Jose. 
Uh, you got Jackson there. You got Trey. Um, there's Dyson Daniels, right? For you, it doesn't even have to be who you think's coming first off the bench. Who would you bring first off the bench? I'm bringing Trey first. I'm with James. I, I'm bringing Trey, and I'm bringing I'm bringing Jose. Uh, I'm not I'm not bringing Jackson at all. That's just me though. Uh, I, I'm I feel like with the the elevation, I feel like Trey is going to take from what I what I what I what I've seen from him in the preseason. I know some of workout videos don't really count to people, but just the the uptick in how he's handling the ball, how he looks so comfortable, you know what I'm saying, off the dribble and what he's doing, man, I feel like that kid is primed for like a, a, a breakout season. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying he's going to be an NBA All Star, but I'm saying like from what he did last year for what he about to do this year. I think you, I think, I think you about to see a different version of Trey, and I'm excited to see. So for me, he definitely coming first off my bench because, like Five said, two through four. I mean, he can play that. He can play that. I mean, shit. What what is he six nine six ten? I don't know. He if you if we talk, I saw somebody say death lineup. I mean, a small ball five. Like what? Yeah. What, what, what? Chaz Chaz talked about that um, a lot. Uh, I, I think in one of, in one of his videos. Chaz, what about you? I mean. Um, it, you can you can say who you think is coming off the bench first, or you can say who who you would bring off the bench first. Who would it be? Um, I think I think Trey is coming off the bench first, just because. Well, you know what? I'll say this: if the roster stays as is, I think Trey is coming off the bench first for small ball five minutes, because I think ideally you would have Jonas's co-starter coming off the bench for rebounding and defense. But I think since I believe Zion is going to be running a lot of the second unit, uh, it would be ideal to bring Trey off the bench first. Ideally, CJ is coming off the bench first. In a, in a totally ideal world, CJ is coming off the bench first. But again, I, I didn't think you would put that on on on, on Kat. That that's crazy. No, hey, but that's you know, crazy, you know what matters? You know what matters? Kevin Durant agrees with me. Oh my God! That's what matters. Kevin Durant agrees with me. So you, you couldn't help yourself. You could. This is like spaces, like on on video. But like that, that that's what this is, right? Now. What are we doing? You know what? Funny? It's Trey. It's Trey. Trey gonna call the best first. We keep mentioning. We keep mentioning small ball five. Larry Nance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He could be. He could be a guy that's coming off the bench first. I mean, I, I you know, I don't think that there's a there's a simple answer. I think, you know, for better or for worse, uh, you know, as the team got more talented, we saw a lot of experimenting with, you know, based off of who was. <laughs> now, I, I didn't. They go Chaz with the foolishness. Hey, man. Hey, 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 look. I, um, oh, wait. Uh, I, I do want to ask about that because everybody had a perplexed face. Yeah. Okay. Now everybody's going to ask now. CJ, CJ off the bench. If, if, if that's the case, Chaz. What's the starting lineup? That's a great well, question. In, in, an ideal, in an ideal world. Right? In your ideal world. In my ideal world, Zion, B.I., J.V., Herb, and insert talented player. Right? <laughs> what does that mean? In, 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 <laughs> insert, insert um, truthfully, man, it, it could just be a guy who can give you some level – of, of defense and shooting it doesn't necessarily have to be a guy with the offensive um the same offensive load as cj right so i think mean? say again you, you want me to name a player yeah you got to oh, you, well, you yeah. somebody somebody who would be available well they're not available anymore but i was on the jante the, the jante murray train pause 
I thought he would be an ideal fit because if you believe Fred Vincent can fix Dyson Daniels shot, you have to believe he can fix the Jonte Murray shot. Uh, I see what you're saying. I see yeah, it's like somebody who could um in late game situations know knows what to do with the basketball. They have a nice handle. They're not gonna dribble the ball off their foot. They're not gonna do nothing goofy. Like you know what I'm saying. Somebody who's just a, a consummate <laughs> a floor general. <laughs> I, I didn't think I didn't think it was it would go there, man. We gonna we gonna we gonna move forward here, man. Uh, so one of the the regards to pairings, right? I mean that that's very important in these rotations, right? Yeah. Everything, everything goes goes along with. I mean it in 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 finding out who plays well together and who doesn't. You got to find the right you know the right pairings. You got to find just certain guys have weird chemistry with you know with. Uh, one another on the floor that you just can't, you know, it just, it just happens. Right. So, and it may be guys you don't expect. It could be, you know, it could be Najee Marshall. Right. So, you know, you know, for you guys, like what, what lineup pairs are you most interested to watch? Are you most excited about? I think for me is it, it's, it's, it's definitely Zion trait and Herb. Uh, Cause I, I, I don't think small ball, whether that be Zion at the five, whether it be Herb at the five or Trey at the five, however you want to frame it. You know, I think that that is a that that is still something that you have to see and that you will see even with the addition of Larry Nance uh, for a full year. But are there any other uh, lineup pairings? I mean, they could be off the wall. They could be something that's you know that's obvious that you guys are interested in seeing. It could be two man like It could be it could be a two man game. It could be, but I mean, for the sake of the for the sake of the conversation, let's let's talk about a three man. A three-man grouping or a three-man pairing. So I mean, mine was mine was Zion, Trey, and her. Mine is mine would be Zion, Trey, and Bi. Simply because I, I'm really curious to see how Willie's going to use Zion coming back. You know, what I'm saying from injury, like and and what Bi where Bi left off from. I, I would love to just see how he's going to use it in a vacuum. And I think regardless. Of how he uses him, I want Trey in Atlanta because Trey simply go win regardless. He he's got the gravity, he's got the shooting gravity. You can't really just leave him like that. And plus, he is he is as is athletic as hell, right? So he he's rebounding, he's he's getting put back dunks. I mean, he's putting people in the rim. Um, I, I just I think that where, where Bi left off as far as like a shot maker last season to where. You know, you got Zion maybe, you know, cutting baseline now or wherever the hell he at. Like, you're not just going to leave Zion either. So I, I just really want to see how that that lineup plays out because, shit, you can't cover everybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, five, what about you? Is there, you know, is there any any lineup pairing? Could be one that's obvious and maybe one that isn't talked about enough. What about trading not a good rebounder? Who, who said that? What? Hey. That bro, <laughs> that's not that's those, those that's, aren't facts. That's, man. A wild, that's a wild take. People talk about me. That's a wild take. He's not great, but he, he's definitely a yeah, good. Trey, Trey's really good. Rebound. Rebound, that's that's disrespectful. I, I I hope that was a joke. That, no, I mean he ain't. Jesus Christ! All right, uh, five. Go ahead. Now, uh, I think Chaz might have alluded to it where Zion playing with the the second unit. I would love to see Jose, Zion, and Trey. The Jose's ability to create off of PNR, Trey in a corner, then it's Zion for us. Like it's 
it's madness. Like, wh- what are you gonna do? And then Jose can't shoot it. So the the give back, like it's it's so much to deal with. And he's a really good good finisher at the rim. To be short, like he's not bad. So there's so many options when it comes to those three. Um, I think he's probably our best PNR guard in a sense. Like I, I think he is. Uh, I think CJ probably shoots it a little bit too much. He doesn't really look for the the right play. He just looks for his right play, and that's okay. Like I, I expect that. But Jose is always making the right play, always. So that 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 trio is probably what, what I'm most interested in seeing. You know, you know what's interesting, Five, uh, about that, about that, um, about what you just said about CJ in the pick and roll. The one guy that he was very successful with uh, statistically analytics would show um and he, he, even the eye test would show that he was trying to build chemistry with earlier was Jonas I'm curious in that in that two-man game because that those two may have to lead certain certain lineups right you know you might Willie might choose to you know I mean I wouldn't but maybe maybe it's a possibility that you could right he might choose to sit Zion and BI at the same time I mean, it might it might make actually good sense right so if you choose to do that then you're going to be looking at a lot of CJ and JV and you watch some of the centers that, you know, CJ's played with over time, you know, from Nurkic and company, you know, I mean, it's similar, similar body types in regards to how they, uh, you know, height and uh, where they end up typically, I guess where they get their own at around the, you know, around the rim is typically off of it's in similar spots. And you can see him throughout the year trying to find that chemistry, trying to find, you know, is he, a, you know, do I, do I throw the pocket pass here, you know, the bounce pass off the roll or, you know, you know, am, you know, am I throwing him a lob or a lead or off the, off the pick and roll? Am I looking for the matchup and throwing a, you know, throwing it in, into a post? I'm curious to see if those guys continue to work on chemistry, how that, you know, how that looks. Uh, Cause I think that that's, that's going to be an important element. And, you know, the numbers say it was very, it was very successful. So, you know. Chris, you know why though? Why? Because, because CJ was on a league pass watching Jonas, Try not to strangle no when he had position in the post. My man would not give that man a ball. He saw him having a fit with that shit, and he was like, "You know what? You're right. You're right. I'm gonna get you to the ball, bro." Yo, I don't know why. And for Laura, she saw my face when you said CJ and JV. The first thing that popped in my mind was, "God, I hope we playing make it take it in the half court, and we get the ball first because <laughs> them mother boy, that shit gonna be brutal." But um, you know, you know what trio I think would be really cool for, for is Jax, Jose, and Trey. And I say that because Trey stretching the floor and Jax, it, it, this would be the best. It's crazy. Jose would be the best point guard Jax ever played with. That's mind blowing to think about. Unless because Drew wasn't really a point guard. Um, we're not gonna say Bledsoe. Uh, we're gonna say Sadoransky, like you know what I'm saying. Your only other option is Lonzo, you know what I mean? Be honest, and Lonzo is kind of just like a a guy, you know, he's not even like really. Oh, we can say Lonzo, he's okay. Let's say Lonzo, I I give Lonzo that. Um, but Lonzo couldn't get past fucking free throw line. Nah, I I stand by what I said. It's 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 how about this for his skill set. For what for what he needs, Jose is the best fit. That yeah, that, that, that's 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 a better way to put it. That's a better way to put it. <laughs> um, I don't want to see Jackson C in the Smoothie King Center except on a poster. Listen, but, brother, look, if he on a poster, that ain't no good either. 
Look, motherfucker say that, but I'm saying, I'm, I guarantee you, Jags go to a team with competent guard play. Jags go somewhere with fucking Ish Schmidt. Jags scoring 20 points a night on eight shots. People are going to be like, damn, why couldn't he do that here? He could have. He just ain't have no point guards. But either, that's neither here nor there. I think Jax, Trey, and Jose would be a very interesting lineup if Jax is here. All right, so I I was about to cut this off, but the numbers the numbers continue to rise, so I I, I let it run for another you know another fifteen here. Um, you know, is there any is there? I'm kind of out of out of things here, man. So I mean, you know, we'll we'll pull up some of these comments if y'all have any questions. Uh, you know, my uh, esteemed panel, if y'all have any you know any topics that y'all want to speak about, go ahead. Yeah, any- what I, I want to ask y'all, what do y'all think the team's goals are? going into this season like the organization we think their goals are like uh, like record wise though or just yeah, yeah like fourth record and accomplishment like do y'all feel like they realize they're on the clock what clock <laughs> come on everybody not everybody nobody i'm throwing you alive but hold on look the world keeps spinning. I think he Shepard. No, no, I dig it, Chris. Now, what I was saying was the clock as far as like, um, all right, look, this is Brandon's fourth year with the team, right? We all know how things are going in December, going into this new year with Zion, right? We all know contracts don't mean shit anymore. So now you have three max level players on the team, right? The plan isn't going to cut it anymore at this point, right? Even reasonable or not, you're going to have guys that are that have expectations on this team. Guys are tired of missing the playoffs. Guys, they're seeing their peers go to the NBA Finals. They have, you know, they they want things for themselves in their career. Do you think the team itself feels that pressure, or do you think the team itself kind of feels like, oh, everyone is content at this point? I, I hope they don't feel content. I, I hope that's not the, not the case. I, I would hope that they they want to see it. Like, you have to think championship. I know that doesn't always seem realistic, but you have to think championship anytime you step on the floor. More, yeah, sometimes it just doesn't go your way. Some people just don't have the mindset, but I think – Right now, you have the talent enough to make it a possibility. So if that's ever a case, you need to go for it. You need to shoot for it because those windows are short-lived. They're really short. And when you're in a small market, they're even shorter. So I would hope that the organization sees this as an opportunity to go really far and do something very special that we've never done before. It's just up to the team, the organization, and the players to fulfill that. I mean, I listen, five. I like you know, I like what you said because look, right? You could be, you could be Memphis. Memphis had a really good had a really good regular season, um, and they've kind of surpassed expectations pretty much every year since Ja has arrived, right? But I don't look at that roster, and we're talking top end talent next outside of Ja. I don't see. I like Desmond Bain, but I don't, and I like Aaron Jackson Jr., but I don't see the talent that you want, the top end talent, another top 10, another top 25 player next to Ja to be able to say, okay, that team should be in the finals. You can make an argument if the Pelicans, if the Pelicans are upright, 
they have at least two of those guys, right? If if things are, you know, projecting in the way that we think they should. So, um, I mean, yeah, if you if you think you got two top twenty five players, you should at, be thinking. Even if you don't think you're going to the championship this year, you think like it's in the whip, like it should happen. It's a realistic possibility. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's you know, and that's good, and that's okay. So I, I ain't I ain't mad at that. I mean, I don't know. I can't tell no. Like I can't tell no professional athlete you shouldn't be about the championship. No, no, you should. You should. Should, should you be realistic? Should, should you be saying we're not there yet? There's steps. History shows that you got to take one ladder step at a time. Surely, but should you be thinking with the amount of talent and the pieces that I think are there in a lot of areas? Should you be thinking like we got a chance to win a championship relatively soon? Yeah, but you know I think the reality of it is that either a the talent on your team has to continue to develop and blossom or you need to add more on the back end one way or another. Lito. Yeah, so a couple things. The the Memphis thing, I'm totally with you. I feel like they peak. I, I do not think, I think there'll be regression from them coming into the season. Um, I know I know we talk about Desmond Bain, but I feel like losing De'Anthony Melton was like, you know what I'm saying, that, that's going to that's gonna hurt them. Um, I feel like as far as the Pelicans goes, you got to think health, internal growth and development and like for Lawrence said adding talent I think you have to I think you got to show up the bench you got to show up the bench you know what I'm saying in my opinion you got you know I'm not trying to I'm not trying to shit on Jack but I just and I do agree with what Chad said I feel like in a, in a different scenario where the timeline we have isn't the timeline that we got I think I think you know for sure we would have time to develop him and I think he would be that 20 point guy you said uh 20 point game or guy you saying on shots but like right now defensively he's not the player that we need him to be he's not gonna be in those spots and I think Larry Nance is coming and superseded what he can do just because of experience and I guess age right so yeah. I feel like for the Pelicans, let's say we win 48 games next year. Yeah. Right? I, 40, I mean, that's fair. I, I, technically, I say between – when we did the other pod, I said between 42 and 45, right? But I feel like that's a win. I feel like that's a win for us. And and that and that, that has to be an organizational goal. Like, don't, you don't want to be a team that, like, you don't want to be stagnant. If they if they are coming into the season stagnant, that's a fail. We failed. You have to get better in all areas of the organization. So you know, Chaz, let me you know, and we can kind of close out with this. A lot of people feel agree with you, right? The talent needs to be added, but there is a such thing as adding "quote unquote" the right talent. Okay, because I'll give you an example. Like you say. Dejounte Murray was a guy that you thought was an easy was an easy addition, and I mean, I think absolutely, I think I could I could see that. Yeah, I'm I'm with that. Um, from what he can give you on both sides of the you know or the floor, Kevin Durant, right? No no brainer, um, you know, addition, right? Have to in some in some respects to that. Um, but you know, but what if like where's the bar there? Like let's say let's say they go out, let's say it's Bradley Bill. Is Bradley Bill the right talent? Does it matter because of the level of player he is? That's my question. 
is it just is it just add talented player right signing here or is it it has to be a fit of both because if it's both then you also need to see what, what you have in some of these young guys just in case they take a leap that we don't see coming i i think when it's cost effective i think you just add general talent and the re the reason i say add general talent versus adding the right talent is because it's very tough to evaluate what's the right talent when your two superstars never played. So it's like, you know, and, and, and until I see 65 games, 70 games, I'm going to have to classify you as a guy that never plays. Like, you know, uh, that's just going to be your, your your bag. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, you can prove me wrong. Play 65, 70 games. Fuck, it's, it's the power in your hands. But, um, <laughs> But now nah, I, I think you just have to add talent because let's say it was Bradley Bill, for example, right? Yeah, the idea of Bradley Bill isn't as great anymore as it might have been in prior years. And they might even come across as a little redundant. But at the same time, you have to presume that your superstar players may the goal for your superstar players is like playing 50 games together. Like that's a really low bar for a team that hasn't gone to the playoffs or ever really proven they can win at a high level. So I think you add another high end player, regardless of if it's, I don't care if you got two point guards, if you, if your two point guards get injured all the time, go get Colin Sexton. Like just, just do it because you need insurance for these. So look, I'll give you one. How about Kevin Porter Jr.? Kevin Porter Jr. When it comes to talent with when it comes to talent with the basketball, he's he's a talent. He's one of the if we talking strictly talent, he, he's I, I don't I don't know if we have I don't know if the locker room is strong enough oh. to support a Kevin Porter Jr. But I, wait, I thought we was just adding talent. But look, I I was about to say if it's going strictly based on talent and the motherfucker who can put the ball in the hoop, I told y'all, I don't care about people personalized. I, I don't care. I don't. I don't care if you if you like what you that that's you know that's what's up. That, that's on you, right? I'm, I'm clean my own backyard first before I clean my own backyard. So if, if if he was gonna come in and ball and do his thing and help us win a few games, fuck it, let's do it. If he becomes a problem, he has talent. I can flip him and he'll become an asset versus a really nice guy who can't do shit. Can't give me shit on the floor, but he's a great guy, and you know he he got wine, and he I, I'm not even go there. But in, anyway, he's a nice guy, you know. I, I'm gonna mute myself. It's cool. Fine, man. Now, I think there there is a balance. Uh, but where do we set the bar of like internal growth? And when I say internal growth, I mean like the intellectual part, because we've seen over. The, let's let's take back the last three years. We haven't. We haven't seen these players get smarter consistently. We have yet to see these players really get smarter. They make the same mistakes all the time. We have been bottom three in defensive three-point shooting for the last three years. Nothing has changed. We've been bottom three in three-point makes. Nothing's changed. Five. Has Fred Vincent been here the last three years? I, I think he's been in the last ten. But, uh, but uh, that's like my issue is – we don't understand what good shots are and at appropriate times. And then adding CJ because CJ is going to take shots and he's going to make some, and he's going to miss some. And that's just who he is. So when you see CJ do that, does that rub off on anybody else? 
I don't think Brandon Ingram ever takes a bad shot. Like, to be honest, like, like it's, it's a rarity. It, I think he always has the advantage, but that doesn't necessarily rub off on the other players because Nall had the ultra green light. You know, we've seen players take shot. Lonzo had an ultra green light to shoot, and I I don't think he was a was a bad shooter at the time, but we don't take good shots consistently to win games. We talked about this. Uh, this is probably my last statement. We talked about getting to the finals. Look at the Phoenix Suns. I never thought they were the most talented team. They were not. You couldn't tell me when you saw them at the beginning of the season that they were the most talented team. Yes, you need talent to win, but also it takes the intellect to go with that. I think they were a very, very smart team, and we have to bridge the gap of talent and intellect. That's what we need to do. So, so Leo, Leo, let me let me ask you something because Boston, Boston was a was, Boston is the example in a lot of situations where I go to. Right. I mean, you got I mean, I don't know where you rate where you rate Jalen Brown, but you at least have one top 15, one top 10. I mean, wherever, wherever you rate Jason Tatum, you at least have him. Jalen Brown's in the top 30. And then where do you rank Marcus Smart? Where do you rank Robert Williams the third? Right. They they have things that they specialize at. Right. That they're very good, that they're very good at. But if we're talking overall, where you rank them in the league, they're not top 10 elite talented players. But that team made the finals. Um, you know, is it, is it as simple as some think in regards to talent? Is it more complicated? Is it a, is it a little bit of both? Yo, nothing is simple. If it was simple, fuck, we'd been in the finals. We'd, we'd have been there. You know what I'm saying? It's a situation where you, I'm going to tell you this, in my opinion, right? You got, you got, it's a situation where if you believe Zion and B.I. are a top five duo in the NBA, as we did a pod on, right? It's all on their shoulder. They gotta make the shit work, regardless of what's there or what's not there. They they gotta be the glue that holds that shit together. And you you want to see Bi become a top ten player or Zion become a top ten player in the NBA? Because like you said, with Jalen and, and um, Jalen and uh, and Jason, right? Like you know, sometimes they might do the dirty work in 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 Jason Garden KD when they swept the Nets, or you know. My bad, or or Jalen, um, Jalen in the finals. Like Jalen had a pretty decent finals, right? And I think that, I think that's what you that is what you want from your your team when you talk about internal growth and development. That that is that. I, I'm talking IQ wise. I'm talking like actual development wise, um, as far as the three ball and 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 all these other things. So yeah, man, I, I think like you said talent talent depending on the situation of talent no i don't want kevin porter jr because he's a head case i i don't want him he he would not i don't think he would fit in here from what i've seen in his last two situations and i, I don't think he'd be a good fit for this team I, but, I think, but high iq talent yeah definitely i think to the boston point too you you also got to know how to take advantage of situations opportunities when they present themselves you know, they don't care that Kyrie going through Ramadan. They, they don't care. Like, they don't care that, you know, uh, what's his man? Ben Simmons back. Uh, I was about to say something crazy. Ben Simmons back messed up. They, they well, you were about to say something crazy. Yeah, I was about to say I was about to disrespect Ben Simmons. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, they, they don't care. Like, you know what I'm saying? They didn't care Chris Middleton got hurt. You know what I'm saying? No, they yeah. didn't do. They didn't say, well, guys, the Bucks lost. In the, in the finals because we wore them down. 
They didn't say they don't say lame shit like that. You know what they you know what Rondo told uh Isaiah Thomas when Rondo was about to fight? He was like, nigga, y'all hanging Eastern Conference banners. We we hang we hang championship banners around here. Chris Paul, Chris Paul, Chris Paul. No, no, no. He told that to Rondo told that to Isaiah Thomas when Isaiah Thomas was with the Lakers. Remember they right. had that fight right. in the right. Pelicans? Yeah, but, uh, he told people, Chris Paul. Chris Paul would never would never win a championship. Oh, that damn, that's disrespectful. Yeah, and I believe him though. He ain't lying. He ain't lying. Man. I believe him. Uh, Vegeta, he's Vegeta. <laughs> he I mean, I, listen, that, that's a Who Vegeta this, ever beat. But look, I mean, so even Android so, eighteen. Oh, that's that's the only person he ever beat. Android eighteen, he ain't ever beat nobody. Vegeta ain't never won shit, and I like Vegeta. This is a really good, a really good conversation. <laughs> any, any, any other questions before we before we close out, man? Uh y'all got up here. Any other points from the panel, man? And then we gonna we gonna let y'all get out of here. Yo, I see, I see, you know, I saw a couple people asking about Kyra and like why are you so quick to get rid of Kyra, but it's it's kind of like my my only question to you is where would you where does he go find minutes at? Like where where do you where, did, where are you going to insert him in the game plan? You would have to, I guess. Would y'all say it's Kyra versus DG or Kyra versus Jose? It's probably versus DG. Yeah. I think Jose has surpassed him. Like, sir, Jose. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think he But how about this? What is Kyra? Is Kyra truthfully a point guard? Or is he I better think. being a being an off-ball too? Is he better with or without the ball in his hands long-term for his career? I think with the ball in his hands, because he's so okay. fast. If his speed isn't expected, I mean, it hasn't deteriorated due to his injury. I never really seen a lot of off-ball things from Kyra that I've seen. What's the difference between? Um, well, I mean, Colin is better, but like game play style of Colin and Kyra, right? Like, I, I mean, if you consider Colin a point guard, what do you consider Kyra? Is what I'm asking. Wait, Colin. Colin, yeah, Colin Sexton. Yeah, I, I think he's a way better player. I think yeah, he's, no, he's he more. I'm saying play style because he was asking, is he a point guard? So I'm like, do you consider is Colin a point guard? Because Garland came and I, 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 he just he's 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 one. He's a really good scorer and he's efficient at it. So like yeah. his position, it really doesn't even matter. I mean, I, I I think traditionally he's a point. For me, I think he has more of a more of a scoring mindset. But you know, due to uh, due to you know his uh, his height and his weight, I would rather him be the point guard. But it, it doesn't even really matter. I mean, I, I think you just got to find the right fit for him. Get put put him in lineups where you know, okay, if you know he he's a guy who wants to put the ball up, then run him with more second units, whatever the case may be. But Colin, that Colin's a Colin's a bucket getter. Kyra's still trying to figure out what he is. I think I think and, Kyra, and what what is he? I think he's a perfect example of what. Uh, What's the dude, man? The snitch, the dude who got ratted on. Uh, D'Angelo. D'Angelo. Kyra is an athlete. He's not a basketball player. He has no tangible basketball skill that I've ever witnessed. Jesus. He can run. He can dunk. And I've seen him make a couple wide open jumpers. But I've never, when people say, oh, Kyra was figuring out. No, he, you know why he was figuring it out? Because he couldn't read at first. So if a motherfucker can spell his name, that don't mean he's intelligent now. He couldn't read at first. He was starting in the in hell. Now he's in the dirt 
that don't mean that he's doing better. He was just starting so low that anything he does is going to look good. Like, Kyra is not good. Like, he's not going to At least with D'Lo, though, at least with D'Lo, like, you knew D'Lo can score. Yeah, he was nice. Yeah, he can he – he can score. He can score the basketball. So, so that even at worst, it translates long term in him being a six man and and having, you know, a long career at that. If he bottoms up, I I think he's better served to be a six man. But I think some people are still living off that Brooklyn year, right, where he put things together. He quote unquote led a team. You know, I don't know. You know, you can you you can, uh, you know, it's up to you how you how you see that and see him. But at least I know with him, he's a bucket getter. I don't know what Kyra is. I don't know what he is. I don't know. Is he a is he a facilitator? Is he someone that's going to get his? Does he have the mentality for that? Is he a defender? That's why I ask, is he better at one or two? I know he's fast with the basketball, but I've watched him be fast with the basketball in complete, consistently mid layups. He doesn't draw contact consistently. So he's still finding himself. And unfortunately, through injuries and through that that rookie year, he hasn't had, to be honest, he hasn't had enough time on the floor. To even find out who he is as a, as a pro, Kyra is out of here. <laughs> Down that fast? Yes, because I can read. Kyra is out of here. <laughs> That's what Kyra is. We know what he is. He was a bad pick. We should have got Halliburton, and he Maxie. But you could you could get Halliburton. Halliburton was gone. Maxie. Yeah, we could get Halliburton, Maxie. but Maxie. we could what we could have got was a dude in Philly. Killing everything yeah. right now, but you, no, we got you know, Kyra. The thing that this is, this disappoints me about Kyra, like I know he's not a good shooter, and that's fine because he's a young player. And young players technically can't shoot. He's out here. Oh, I'm <laughs> go, go ahead, Lito. No, bro. But the thing that the thing that like is just disappointing is like, yo, you you you're an underrated, you're an undersized guard, and you don't have a floater. And that Ooh. was one of the things people was saying that he was nice at. Ooh. And, 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 no, no, this is this is my issue with Kyra. He has this elite speed getting pickpocketed at half court. A pet, pet. Wait, what what so the speed doesn't even what's the speed for? Oh, on the fast break? Yeah, I got a, a, a hundred guys that can run on the fast oh, break. God, y'all remember y'all remember that game? Yeah, yeah. Pat, Minnesota to start the year. Pat took his heart. Anybody to help me out? To, to be Bruh. fair, Pat, Pat Bev then, then violated a couple people. Bruh. But Kyra just like <laughs> no, that's a that's man. a that's a sin, dog. That's yeah, a that's Kyra. a cardinal sin. You don't get pickpocketed at half court when you so say got this elite speed. Dog. Oh, so so your 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 one weapon that you have, you, you don't, don't even know how to use it. And that's, yeah, the yeah, that's the thing. It, that's why I say he's just an athlete. Like he's really there is hate it don't matter how fast you are if you don't know what the you know if you don't know what to do with it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You no, can't. We had Barrett Temple bringing a ball up the court. Dog. What is we talking about? Yeah, James Wright. It was back to back plays. Back to back plays. And Colt was like, "Tip, get in, bring the ball no. up the." Don't <laughs> people people crazy though? People talking about he was he was rounding the turn. He couldn't beat out Sadoransky. Oh man, yeah. Red, he looked like fucking Herman Monster out there. He was dead. Hey, Stan Van Gundy might have had a better better handed than Kyra, dog. If we can't yeah. yo, yo, that's real. crazy. That's no. crazy. That's mean, but I, I'm not. I, 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 all right. Yeah, yo. 
I, I ain't never seen Kyra put the ball on. I, I just never seen Kyra really. Yeah. No, yeah. having a sports car, it's like having a sports car and like that bitch a, a, a four cylinder. Like what? It's what like it's doing? like Frank. It's like Frank Jackson. It's a you know what it is. It's a slow speed boat. Why? What, what, what are we doing with that? Yeah. <laughs> this is like you know. Right. I wish him well though. I wish him well. I, mean, I, I think we all do. I don't think we would. No, nobody here wishes wishes ill. Or I mean, just kind of. It's it's a numbers game and it's a production game at this point. And whatever whatever you point at, whatever the reasons why things haven't haven't worked, just kind of is what it is. Other guys came in and with. You know, it's hard because look, right? You wanna you wanna say on one end, oh, okay, well, he hasn't had enough time. But Jose didn't have enough time. Jose oh, came in. You know what I mean? Like thirteenth though, while Sadiq Bay and Tyrese Maxey was on the board though. Yeah, it's tough. It I, happened. I, I, it I, happened. became about Kyra, but it kind of is what it is. Yeah, it um, happens. All right, y'all, man. Listen, I um appreciate y'all, everybody that pulled up here, man. I I feel like it was a good show, man. Shout out. I, I don't know if five will, will return in time, but shout out to Lido, shout out to Chaz. Y'all click in with the guy cast, Lido's rants. Y'all click in with hot takes, hot takes with Cheddar Chaz. Make sure to subscribe, like, uh, <laughs> you know, retweet, repost, do whatever you got to do, man. Boo Crew doing some special shit, and it's only the beginning, man. So shout out to everybody here, man. Closing, closing thoughts, arguments, Lido. Um, I mean, shit. It, it's- all right, <laughs> closing thoughts, Chad. Don't be afraid of success. Don't be afraid of success. Lito, I mean, closing thoughts. Closing thoughts. Stop going for what you know and go for what's working. Mm. Don't do what you're comfortable with doing. Do what you see working. Don't pull a man who ain't played in 13 games off the bench to shoot the side of the backboard. You don't gotta do that. You don't gotta do that. He, he definitely, he, he, he's bingo. All right, y'all, man. This was love. Shout out to all the people that commented, showed that, that uh, shared this, man. We was in space. Now we out. <laughs>